Welcome into the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group and from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. It's time to talk some Pioneer athletics as we turn the corner into the month of February. My name is Tyler Mon, and uh, excited to be joined on this week's first February edition of the Pioneer Coaches Show by none other than Pioneer's head women's basketball coach, Dosha Woods. The Dosha and Tyler Show rides again. Dosha, what's going on? How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. How are you? We are back. I mean, it was a little break in there, so I'm going to let you slide with that. I've seen okay. you've been making your little rounds with other coaches and things like that, but here we are back together. We know where the ratings sit. We have to we have to save the Dosha and Tyler show for those crucial junctures and like sweeps. I don't know. Does sweeps exist for like random coaches radio show? We'll pretend like we're a network TV show in the 90s. Yes. It's sweeps week, Dosha. We had to get the we had to pull out the big guns this week. Yes, yes. Well, thank you for the invite once again. I'm happy Absolutely. Well, it's good to talk to you. And it's it's great to talk to you this week because you're coming off a, a fantastic weekend for your team. Uh, last time out, uh, a 102-92 win over Oral Roberts game. Before that, uh, you used the defense to get a big win over Kansas City, 65-50. to uh, A couple of big-time wins. And to be able to do it in a spot on the calendar where it felt like last year you really started to turn that corner also and started playing really well deeper and deeper into the season. Take me through uh, the last couple games and kind of the overview points of those two wins, and then let's dive into some uh, some specifics. Absolutely. You know, we've been in a bit of a slump and I think, um, you know, as, as a staff, we really challenge ourselves to just kind of keep the team positive, remain up and, you know, to try, you know, literally different things because obviously you're doing all this work. You want to be able to come out on a plus side and win. And when we weren't doing that, um, we really just use that as a time to focus on what we were doing well, you know, despite the outcome we're doing this well. So to have those two games at home, um, my first UMKC and then Oral Roberts, it was nice, you know, UMKC that we we had been a better defensive team um, than what we showed in that stretch. And that was nice to kind of tap into that defensively. And um, I thought our players did a great job of just playing a scout, keeping people in front, um, walling up, making them make plays. And, you know, the, the more we really defended, the more confidence we got um, kind of with our shot and things like that. Once we went into the Oral Roberts game, you know, Oral Roberts, she's done in her second year a phenomenal job um, there with her program and has a certain style, had a lot of success at D2. And we knew it was going to be one of those games. As much as we want to play defense, uh, we got to be in a position to trade threes for twos because um, it's really not that interested in defense. Um, they are a fast-paced, high-scoring team. And um, I thought we did a great job of just matching their energy. Um, got a lot of great looks, um, great production from uh, different players. I think we have four players in, in double figures. Um, you know, Mary Wilson um, making six threes off the bench. So I thought with those two games – um, it really was indicative of how we've been able to play this season, defend if we needed to, and, and it was nice to score the ball. Uh, I think Oral Roberts is probably one of our first games of like a complete 40-minute game. Um, typically, we'd had a you know slow first quarter or a slow third quarter. Or slow, and I thought for all four quarters, uh, we really just um, committed to the game plan, committed to sharing the ball, and I think the stats reflected that, and it was nice to, to go um, you know one and know twice this weekend. I mentioned, you know, the the 102-92 win, but your face lit up when I said you won with defense against Kansas City. And I know how much of a, a point of emphasis that is and a point of pride for your team when you can get those types of wins. Um, it's exciting, obviously, to go out and score 100 points, but to play defensively the way you did the game prior to that. Um, the Kansas City game, the thing that struck me about it, watching it back and looking at the numbers, it was a kind of a low possession game. Um, and you guys did such a good job of just being able to limit 
good opportunities for good looks for Kansas City. They only took, I think, seven threes the entire game. They only made one. Uh, what do you attribute? You said they played really well to the scout. Uh, what do you attribute the ability to lock down on that team defensively to? You know, I think one thing that we were struggling with um, during the stretch is just putting people at the free throw line. And I thought we did a great job of um, keeping them in front, you know, having balanced closeouts. So then when they had a chance to either get to the basket or shoot the ball, it was contested shots. Um, we struggled with that um, at times and to do it consistently. And I thought, you know, collectively as a collectively as a team, they did a great job of just being balanced, keeping them in front. You know, it's hard to guard somebody, um, you know, if you're always getting yourself out of position, um, not communicating, talking. And then as I love to say, um, often you can't guard the free throw line. You don't give yourself a chance if you're just going to keep putting them at the free throw line. So I thought that was one thing that we did well. Um, I just been able to focus, you know, in that game too, we had a little basket issue and I thought the start the game, um, you know, for, for a team that had been struggling like we were and, and to have a 25 minute delay, I thought we came out still focused on the game plan, still able to kind of hit the ground running um, just in terms of how we wanted to play. So I couldn't be more proud of just, um, you know, the adversity that we'd face in terms of um, battling and coming up short and then to put two games back to back the way that we did in the different ways that we did. Um, it, it really was a fun weekend. And more so, honestly, for me as a coach, it's, it's funny. It was like, I didn't even know how to celebrate after the game. I was just so happy for our players. I could just like, you know, stare at their smiles and faces because um, that their smile meant everything. It, it was worth definitely all the work that we've been putting in. That next game you go out and, you know, it's such a differently paced game. You ended up uh, in that game against Kansas City, I think with 48 field goal attempts. Uh, you had 66 the next game. So you're really playing a different pace um, in that game and 62 the next game, 66 for Oral Roberts in that game. But to be able to adjust to that, you know, it's something obviously that your team is comfortable in, but in a, a two-day turnaround and to be playing the faster game on the second day of two games in three days can be challenging sometimes. How impressed were you with the ability of your girls to be able to go out and not only adjust to that, but be able to do it in such an efficient way offensively? You know, I was really, really impressed and just proud. I think the, you know, that was one of our few games too. We had multiple people in double figures and we really had an emphasis of sharing the ball. So though it was a fast paced game, it wasn't, you know, uh, Emma Smith and Jojo Jones have done a phenomenal job of leading us all year. Um, really has, you know, generated a lot of attention from uh, the other team in terms of like scowl and prep. And I thought that game, uh, you know, Mary got hot and we were okay feeding Mary the ball. Um, Ant really has come on in conference play and is actually leading us in scoring in conference play. And then Kay's had, you know, three or four solid games in a row. So I thought it was easier for us to play that way the second time um, around just because we shared the ball. We didn't feel like, you know, okay, I'm going to watch Joe make a play. I'm going to watch Emma make a play. It's, you know, Emma finishing with nine assists and one turnovers. It was really like a balanced effort. And I think, you know, my message to the team was just, we have the ability to score the ball in a lot of different ways. Uh, we got to just continue to trust each other and, when we put each other in situations like that, it doesn't feel like, you know, I have to make everything happen. Not everything's falling on my shoulder. So um, it, it it was probably impressive because it was a second game, but it, it's really ideally how we want to play to have three to four people in double figures night in and night out. There's one of the things that stood out over the last few games. Uh, Michaela Manette's first 19 games of the season, she had three double-digit rebounding games. Now she's got three straight and has had a couple of double-doubles over that stretch. Last time out, uh, she had nine points, which, you know, feels down. She had 16 rebounds in that game. That's on the heels of back-to-back double-doubles. Um, what has contributed to her? Obviously, you know, and the rest of the Summit League knows 
what makes her great when she is on. She's had some ups and downs early on in the season, but what a time for her to be coming along. What have you seen in this resurgence of hers over the last couple of weeks? You know, I think that the benefit of conference play, the benefit of someone like Kay, you know, being a grad student for us is you're familiar. You're familiar with your opponents. You're familiar with style of play. Um, and then for someone like her, she's had a couple knee surgeries in a couple of years that now you can kind of get in a routine as well. Non-conference is hard because you might be playing on a Tuesday, then you might turn around and play on a Friday, then another Monday. And it's hard to really kind of get in a routine, especially when you're trying to get your body back, um, you know, moving how you know you can move. And now that she's had a chance, she's a little longer removed from the surgeries that she's had. Um, and just being familiar with her opponent, I think the K that we're seeing now, I obviously wanted to see this a little sooner, but I think she's done a phenomenal job of really like taking confidence in what she knows she does well, um, being hard to box out, um, getting outrun for her to run the way that she does in transition. So I would say really just being able to get in a routine and understanding uh, different opponents when we come in. And the, the beauty of conference play is, is being familiar. Sometimes it can be the downside, but for someone like her, um, I think she really has embraced that part and, and understands what she brings to the table and really is focused and try to be consistent with that. You are at this pivotal point of the season right now where you're kind of at the at that pivot moment uh, in conference play. You're nine games in uh, into an 18-game conference season. How important is it to be – so many of these games, I mean, right now you, you'll go into your next one at three and six in conference play, but that could just as easily be six and three with how closely you've played these games. How important to be able to get not only those two wins and in the style that you got them, but at the time that you got them now, staring down this stretch run, what does that do for your team just confidence-wise? You know, I'd be lying if I'd say that, you know, it hadn't been tough. You know, you you show up and to go on a eight-game skid like we did, and, and you're you're trying to find all these different ways to, you know, remain positive and to highlight a lot of the things that we're doing well and you know, like I told the team, you know, as long as we have an opportunity and we really try to shift our mindset to can we go one and oh today and not just waiting Thursday or and Saturday to go one and oh, but can we go one and oh in practice? Can we win this practice and really try to shift our mindset to be as present as we can? And I think that's also, you know, once you get into conference play, things things are, you know, become so routine. And I think for us, face we hadn't faced um, everybody yet just because how the schedule looks this year. Um, but to know that we've had some confidence now, we've played, um, you know, or Roberts was in second, um, tied for second that we played with the top of the conference. And obviously we'd been there um, at the bottom, but if we focus on how we need to win the game for that particular day, um, but one of those two games, it was huge for our confidence. I think as a coach, you can say as much, you know, keep your head up and stay positive, but you, you want to see that outcome, right? You want to see your hard work paid off. And, and for that, I, again, I don't want to say relief, but I was just really happy for our players because they really were doing a lot of things well. And, you know, we'd been playing, you know, even you look at the Omaha game, we played well for about 39 minutes and, you know, 30 seconds. It, it was, you know, the... South Dakota game, other than that, like first quarter, uh, really had to give us about 32 minutes of good basketball there. So to put together a complete game, but to to go on this, you know, second half of this conference play with with a couple wins and knowing what we're capable of and other people stepping up, um, I'm, I'm excited about our chances. We always talk about we want to be playing our best basketball late February and, and March. Now, we don't want them lulls like we have, but um, I, I think we still are in a good position to really continue to make a run in, in, in Summit League Conference play.
All right, Dozer, we're going to continue talking about this conference season and preview some things to come as we step aside for a timeout. It is the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show with the head coach of Pioneer Women's Basketball, Doja Woods. A timeout on 104.3 The Fan. Back in a moment. Turnover. Shot by King. Wide. Rebound. Score! Denver Hockey hits the ice February 23rd and 24th to host Miami in an NCHC skate to the top late season must have a W series. Don't miss DU Hockey this season. Grab some friends or family and enjoy a night out of championship hockey. Follow us on social or visit DenverPioneers.com. DU, Denver's home for college sports. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of (laughs) P-I-Z-Z-A? Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah. That's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Goes up strong with a two-handed dunk. Join us for Division I men's basketball in the Mile High City, featuring your DU Pioneers versus St. Thomas on Saturday, February 10th. Tommy behind the back, through contact, buckets good in the foul. Down low, Lopez Simmons said they connect with Isaiah Carr on an alley-oop. Tip-off is set for 3 p.m. Purchase early and save at denverpioneers.com. DU, Denver's home for college sports. I didn't see any deductions for them to take on that. Division I gymnastics action returns to Magnus Arena on Sunday, February 11th at 1.45 as your Denver Pioneers host Iowa State and Southeast Missouri State. That was a perfect routine on this event. Let DU Gymnastics be the start of your Super Bowl festivities. We flip on Super Bowl Sunday. Come join us February 11th. Let's go, DU Gymnastics. Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's a Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. My name is Tyler Mond, joined by Pioneers head basketball coach Dosha Woods as the Pioneers will travel uh, to St. Thomas in North Dakota after a home game coming up this Thursday against South Dakota. Uh, But Dosha, before all of that, I have to get your take on... Uh, your football fandom. Obviously, it feels like we do this annually as I roll my eyes to the back of my skull. You, a longtime Kansas City Chiefs fan, a lifelong Kansas City Chiefs fan. Uh, The rest of us are all very sick of you all as Chiefs fans. You've become the new Patriots. How does that feel for you? I would imagine it feels pretty great. You know what? You don't mind being the Patriots because that means you know you're 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 winning, right? It's like people really don't as much as they want greatness, they really don't like it and they don't appreciate it. It's funny because I just told that to one of my friends who's a actually diehard Patriots fan. I see how you feel now, but I would go on a record to say, um, I am the fan that cheers for her team. I don't get so consumed with other people's team. I'm a Chiefs fan, so I cheer for the Chiefs. I don't have the energy to talk about your team or talk down to your team. So when the Broncos beat the Chiefs here, um, I had a few messages <laughs> walking around with their chest up. can't imagine that. Out, I can't right? Imagine. They're all excited. And I said, enjoy your Super Bowl because we're going to the real one. <laughs> and now look at us. That's all I have to say. That's about as close to trash talking that you'll get me. So, but no, I'm I'm excited. It, it's been fun. I'm debating, you know, 
in the past, I've worn my Mahomes jersey, but this right. year I switched to my Kelsey hoodie. Oh, okay. Like the Taylor Swift effect, you know, shout out Madeline. She, she, I'm trying to make her a Chiefs fan. She's trying to make me a Swifty. Yeah, um, not quite there yet, but I'm excited for the Super Bowl. I will say, and we've had this conversation before, because again, we've had to do this for like four straight years of, oh, your team's in the AFC Championship game, they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but I will say, like growing up here, lifelong Broncos fan, I've always hated the Chiefs. I find like very little dislikable about like Patrick Mahomes, lovable dude. Even like Travis Kelsey, I find to be delightful. I think his commercials are charming and dorky and funny, and I find him great. Uh, Andy Reid, you know, the way he says, explain it again with them nuggies and that State Farm commercial. I find him hilarious. It's a real, it really is messing with my head, and I don't care for it so much. This is like a likable team. I'm not okay with it. Yeah, that. but at least as a Broncos, though, I mean, I remember when it was flipped, and we had to sit here and kind of be like the step cousins and just yeah. watch all your success. So it's just flip right yeah. now. Um, just, it might uh, come back around again, but it's, it's our turn right now. <laughs> All right, Jojo, well, let's talk a little bit more hoop stuff. Uh, I want to, before we dive into your upcoming schedule, you had some cool uh, promos over the last couple of games, some very cool initiatives, as you always do from game to game and week to week. The Kansas City game was the pink game and the play for K game. Uh, and the Oral Roberts game was your pride game. Uh, your program, you do such an amazing job of being able to, you know, take on these initiatives and honor different elements of your community and be visible and be vocal in that way. Um, what were those two experiences like for you and your team? You know, first with our pink game, you know, that that's come something, um, you know, I think it was 19 years ago when um, Coach Yao was diagnosed with breast cancer in a long time, kind of just legend in our sport. And, and honestly, between that game and uh, We Back Pat, I realized now being in this position, you know, our, our team is so young that it is also a way for me to kind of um, educate them on the legends and, and the history of our game, you know, to say we're wearing these, you know, uh, KL shirts or wearing pink because of KL and realizing that they have zero clue who she is and, and really to no fault of their own. So uh, not only to be able to kind of share her legacy, but then really as a reminder, just to our fans, um, you know, just to get checked, right. A, a lot of us um, aren't getting any younger. So these games are a way to kind of highlight if you weren't, um, if it wasn't high on your radar about just taking care of your health, um, maybe you watch their game and tune in and say, oh, why are they wearing pink? And a, a reminder to take care of you. Know, this past year, we lost, um, you know, two two longtime coaches were all about the same age, both um, uh, Nikki McCray and Tasha Butts, who both played at um, Tennessee. And Tasha was actually a head coach at Georgetown, never coached a game. She got the job in, in April and then passed away um, right before the season. So it really is a way to continue to just um, highlight and honor and just remind us to take care of our health. Um, shifting gears to the pride game, obviously that's one that, you know, anytime I have the opportunity to use our platform to really just make everybody feel welcome, seen and heard, um, I, I'm willing to do so. I think basketball and sports in general uh, brings everybody together in a lot of different ways. And I, I know as someone who I, you know, is part of that LGBTQ plus community, it's just nice to know that you feel welcome. And I know people can say it, but to show it, um, and our players really take pride in that. And, and I would say, you know, our our games is a chance to do that. Next year, I actually spoke to um, Emma Smith. Um, she is one of the officers in FCA. So next year, we're actually going to add a, a spiritual night. Uh, DU just hired a spiritual life director probably about a month or so ago. So we really want to use our platform to make sure um, people are welcome, not just to watch us play, but to, you know, who you are will always be enough. And we'll celebrate that. 
just be a good person. Just be a good person is a very, that's a very important component. And I love all of that. Uh, and it's so cool just to see from week to week, oh, what's uh, what's Nosha's program up to this week? There's always something uh, awesome going on. And and for your team, you get a chance coming up on Thursday um, to take on uh, a squad that you have seen once already this season. Uh, and this will be the women in sports game coming up on Thursday uh, to take on South Dakota. South Dakota has been, you know, such a Titan in the summit league uh, for so many years. You played that team really, really well in Vermilion earlier this season. Now you get your second crack at them. Conference play is always so fascinating because there's so much of that thought in, you know, especially if you're an observer or a broadcaster or a fan, you think, well, what's going to be different about this game versus the last game? Have they changed things? Do they look different? When you look back on that first South Dakota matchup, what do you feel like could have gotten you over the line uh, to get that win on the road that now you feel like you get South Dakota at home, uh, you know, excited to get another chance at them? You know, I, I think, you know, the first time we, we played catch up the entire game, you know, we came out, had a slow first quarter and then played a lot of catch up, actually came back and took the lead by, you know, I think two or three points. Um, Emma Smith was in foul trouble. That game had, had a good shooting half, uh, you know, Jones had to play 40 minutes um, that game, but, you know, really down the stretch, I thought, you know, defensively, we, we could have guarded the, the post a little bit better. Um, we could have made some adjustments that way. And that's what we've been working on in practice. So, um, the first thing is not to dig ourselves a hole, right? That first quarter. Um, so you're not playing catch up. And then really, um, as we talked about today in practice, um, understanding why we're making some adjustments, right? If, if we're asking a guard, you know, number one, a certain way, but then all of a sudden you get switched off to number three, understanding the difference in, in those two games. And I thought our players have really been doing a good job of uh, focusing in on the scout and what we're trying and why we're trying to do it. Um, that's, that's what I've really done. I've tried to do a much better job of as a coach is this is the adjustment we're making because this is a generation of why, you know, back when I played, you can say, we're just going to do this. And, you know, just cause I said, so, and, and knowing the why is really important. So I've really tried. And as a staff, we really tried to be better. This is why we're doing this. Um, but really uh, not dig a hole and, and then defensively uh, being okay, making some of those quick adjustments uh, that I think we're capable of making. And, you know, both us and South Dakota are top in the conference in terms of shooting a three ball. And so it's just a matter of which one of us wants to defend um, the three ball because we both will come out and it's going to be raining a lot of threes. You're at this stage now um, where it's, somewhat about, I guess, you know, the, the buzzword term in, in basketball now, especially is load management, but you're, you know, early November, early February, you've been playing these games since the first week of November. You do have to kind of manage um, the work for some tired legs, I would imagine, or some banged up bodies, but you've gotten really good contributions uh, off the bench. I mean, of course, last time out, you get six threes off the bench uh, from Mary Wilson. That's going to help in any game. Um, what is it like at this stage in the season, knowing that you've got some contributors who, you know, have been really reliable and can provide a spark beyond just what you've seen from the starting five? Because that becomes so crucial, it feels like, as you get into February and you get prepped for, for postseason play. Uh, absolutely. You know, I think it was huge for Mary to come in and hit some shots. I think Alicia Brown has been one that um, you know, defensively comes in and, and will be a, a big presence for that. Uh, Lauren With is a very different type of post player. So it's nice to kind of have, uh, you know, some consistency in the sense of um, I think now everyone kind of understands um, the flow of the game. And if we need certain things, who's going to kind of get that nod and what we need. And that was one area that we've struggled with is in terms of like getting consistent production off the bench. And obviously 
Mary really helped with that. And, and I think just boosted um, others' confidence as well. I think in terms of just like the load management, because we are in conference play, you know, Mondays we kind of treat as an active recovery day where we'll watch a ton of film um, and maybe get up about 40, 45 minutes of shots. We're not going super long. And again, the benefit is you really are very familiar with your opponents, um, though we all make adjustments. It's not like you need to be in there for two, two and a half hours, um, things like that. So I think that and then a huge shout out to Coach D, our strength and conditioning coach. Um, she does a great job of just recovery with them in the weight room and, and Gilly's our trainer and, and balancing that out. So it's been a collective effort to make sure our players are able, you know, you look at our, our starters, especially um, uh, Aunt, Joe, Emma, they're all playing, you know, 30 plus minutes a game. And it's really a credit to them taking care of their bodies, but then the staff are um, really uh, giving them the tools to do so as well. All right, Doja, final couple of points for you. Uh, women in Sports Night coming up on Thursday, as noted. You'll get South Dakota, but tell us about the Women in Sports Initiative, which is something that over the last few years, you know, even on my side, on the broadcasting side, has been so cool to watch flourish. Uh, tell us about the Thursday night. You know, any time that you have a chance, I think it's well documented, just the research or just how impactful sports can be, um, especially on on young girls, just in terms of their confidence and been able to, you know, just just walk and move throughout the world and all the, le the lessons that sports teach you. So I think for us, you know, all of our players and staff, we were little girls once and a chance to kind of look up to a team that you can feel inspired that that could be you one day, maybe not necessarily, you know, if you're not playing, but at just the lessons that it has to teach you. And uh, this, this is a, I don't know how long, honestly, it's been around, but it's been nice for um, us to kind of highlight, you know, girls, you're welcome here. And if you keep working, there's a place for you either on the court, even on our bench, maybe you want to coach, maybe you want to be a manager. So to be able to provide this and with our team, we talked last year, we wore, um, the if not for them shirts. And it really is just a, a reminder for us to keep paying it forward. Uh, we're standing on the shoulders of so many that made it possible for us to kind of live our dreams as players and coaches. And then it's 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 a, some pride that we take in to kind of be that inspiration for the next generation. And um, if you can see it, you can be it. And, and that's what we get the opportunity to do when we step on the floor. Get your tickets right now. Pioneers against the South Dakota Coyotes coming up on Thursday evening at Hamilton Gymnasium. Six o'clock tip time for that one. Uh, and then the Pioneers hit the road at St. Thomas at North Dakota for the next two. And then at North Dakota State, uh, the third in that stretch. But that's not for another 10, 11 days or so. That coach of the Pioneers, Dosha Woods. Dosha, it's so good to see you as always. I'm sure I'll see you down on campus soon. And uh, good luck coming up on Thursday night. Thank you, Tyler. Go Pios. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We'll talk to you next time on 104.3 The Fan HD3.